This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. If you take a lump of coal and put it under tremendous pressure for a very long time, eventually you'll get a diamond. If you take a bunch of idiots and put them under tremendous pressure for several weeks, eventually you'll get a bunch of sweaty, stressed out idiots. Which is exactly what we've got aboard the Oz-9. Thanks to Leet and his enthusiasm for doing crunches, lunges, deep knee bends, and something called a Romanian deadlift, which thankfully does not require a dead Romanian, the bridge is moist, overheated, and deeply unpleasant. And yet it managed to get slightly more unpleasant when the phone rang. You're not going to believe who's on that ship with you. What are you talking about, you mad cow? Crap. She's talking about the albatross. My god. She's going to spill the beans about the albatross being her. About her not being my wife. And about the albatross not being a real person. That's a lot of beans. Seriously? That's your response? That's a lot of beans? How is that helpful? What do we do? I don't know. Who is this person who is speaking? Hey, is that the lady that came out of Emily's stomach? Are you hallucinating? Or are you simply remembering a previous hallucination? It was a hologram, back when she was dead. When who was dead? That doesn't matter. How about we go for a ride on Greg in the Bioswamp? I can show you this delightful hill I found. I don't recall volunteering my services. What the hell is wrong with your voice? So, that's no to Angry Castrato. Kinda relieved, actually. Did a lot of you never stop talking? My god, your mouths are open so much. I can't believe your tongues haven't faded. Collins changes color according to his mood. Please tell me you're making that up. Nope. Right now you're nervous. You know how I know that? I'm awake and on the Oz-9. Nope. I mean, you are, but that's not how I can tell. Go on then. What color is it? Uh, sort of olive. <laughs> olive? What olive? Where? Mine! Were you... Sleeping. I cannot help it. The oneness is making me sleepy. He has a point, I am thinking. It is very uteral in here. Did you just say uteral? I think he means it's like a womb. That's disgusting. It is warm and damp. Is this not like the atmosphere for the baby? My god. I've set fire to termite mounds that had smarter residents. What the hell are you calling here for? I thought G2 was after you. Tell me where you are so I can let them know. They'll want to load up on pitchforks and Bibles. Wait. Who is this who is calling? Why does this person talking give me the chilies and the little duck bumps? Do you mean goose pimples? That is what I said! Wait. Just one minute. I know that voice. What? Crap. Crap! This can't be good. We're all going to die very soon, aren't we? I never thought I'd die sweaty. Is that... She... she just 
Hung up? Oh, sorry. Must have bumped something. I'm sure she'll call back. Thank God. Actually, that should be thank Joe. Doing his usual combination of mopping and lurking and generally being politely creepy, Joe overheard what was happening on the bridge. He peeked in, saw the alarmed color of Colin's tongue, and put two and two together. Olivia, any chance you could swap that call to the sausage room without letting either end know? I reckon I could do that. Hang on. And so Glenda did her big reveal to no one but Joe and Olivia, and the others on the bridge were safe. Safe, of course, being a relative term. She's not an exact copy, but she's absolutely deadly, and now you're on her ship? I always figured it'd come down to... What's the female version of fratricide? Sister side? Whatever. But like this? Oh, the irony is just delicious. Did you know that irony tastes like strawberries? Jesse, are you still there? I think she's stunned, miss. You uh, have a nice day now. Sororicide. I just looked it up. I don't like her. I don't particularly care for Jessie, but she's on my ship, and I don't like it when someone besides me messes with my crew. What do you suppose it's called when the AI of the ship your sister escaped to zaps your deadly assassin robot double and then you? Oz-9. I'm pretty sure that's called Oz-9. And so the secret of the albatrosses less than human, not at all married to Horace, who is Colin, status is safe. For now. Who the hell are you? Now, don't go getting your epideptic oratory in a twist. Are you narrating? You scab! Anytime you want to put that sign down and get back to work, you're welcome to. For now. Is that a threat? And as the has-been narrator and his far superior replacement scuffle over the microphone and headset. Are you narrating this? Stop that! And as the classically trained narrator reclaims the microphone from the traitorous substandard scab. Oh, I don't think so, oratory boy. Why are you only staring at moi? I think I should be talking now, but somehow I am not sure. Strange day. Let's carry on, hmm? Explain for me the... Shura Campo Maneuver. <sighs> I am bored with these quizzes. I am smarter every day. Why must you keep testing me? Because, my fellow, in these recent days, you are perhaps sliding to the backside a bit. So please, Shura Campo. Very popular with you assassin types. What are the three essential ingredients? Fine! First, something to not the target, um, what is this word? Sleepy. Unconscious, yes. Uncon... Uncon... Sleepy. Yes, sleepy, go on. What are you writing? Scientist things, please, carry on. Uh, I want to say... Bibelgum? You said this also for the Spennymore Blitz and the Reticulum Minor Protocol. Bubble gum is very useful. Perhaps for the freshening of the breath and the blowing of the bubbles, but I do not see it in the index of the Assassin's Handbook. Ah, 
It does not matter. I am ready for whatever you are hitting me for. You must perhaps be patient a while longer. Now, it is time for the mealing, no? In you go, good fellow. Can I at least have a sandwich? Very well. But no dropping of the crumbs, eh? The ants are still recharging. Oh, I like this sauce. Ooh, it tastes better than backsliding and it's gonna... Now what? You are staring again. It is so odd. Do you feel as if someone is listening when they should not? Huh. A little bit. Give me that mic. This is exactly why you need a trained and licensed member of the Narrator's Guild. You can't just leave them hanging like that. You need to be ready at a moment's notice to jump in. I was building up dramatic tension. You were doing the crossword. Narrator's Guild. <laughs> Bunch of uptight namby-pambies with one hand on your headphones like you can't hear through them otherwise. Do you even know the Narrator's Oath? Oh, give me that. Meanwhile... Meanwhile? Seriously? That is such a cop-out. Oh, like you've never done it before. Emily, hand me the spanner. Spanner. That's not a spanner. It most certainly is. Hand me the thing I want, not the thing I asked for. Interphasic compensator. Hey, does uh, anyone else feel like uh, exposed? Like we should be doing something uh, interesting all of a sudden? Yeah! Ouch! I told you to turn that thing off! Cal's gone! Our apologies, Captain. We just uh, got accustomed to it. Even, dare I say, depended on it. Strange, isn't it? But some of us find soothing. This is a name thing again, isn't it? It uh, has been posited that the distribution of appropriate nomenclature might constitute a uh, reasonable replacement. Yeah, I dozed off halfway through that. If I hear that alarm again, the watch goes out the airlock, along with the arm it's attached to. Got it? Hey, Captain Madeline? You in here? Under here, Lee. What's up? What are you working on? Oh, this nav screen shorted out. I'm trying to fix it. Do we really need it? Need it? It's a navigation screen! Well, yeah, but hasn't some unknown person been navigating for, like, most of our journey? I mean, when we weren't stalled out or spinning in circles. Leet, maybe you could allow me to at least pretend to be captain of something? Sorry, Captain. Did you figure out what happened to it? Well, Olivia claims it's crunch sweat, but I'm not sure. I just need to get this cover off so I can get to the components, but it's really stuck. <clears throat> Here. Great. Where were you 30 minutes ago? Oh! I was harvesting bracken in the bioswamp. I'm trying out a new recipe for Dr. Von Obersetzer. I call it the Brackenstrudel. It's got bracken, marshort, and nardu filling. Rhetorical question, Lee. If I might interrupt for a pomegranate. Moment. I believe you'll find the problem is mold. Is that what that is? Hand me that spanner, will you, Lee? I think you'll find she's actually asking for the screwdriver. How do you know that? We've been working with her for three excruciating days. Hours. Really? Is that all? I honestly thought it had been three days. We have developed a certain understanding of her rather limited tool vocabulary. 
y'all. I think we should run. What happened? I, I, I poked the mold, and it grabbed my spanner. Screwdriver. See what we mean? It looks angry. I think running is the correct palindrome. Plan. Run! With me. With me. Olivia, close up the bridge and seal it. What? What's going on? Gosh, what's that? Is that mold? Why's it got a screwdriver? As Captain Madeline, Leet, and the 778 flee the angry mold, the Albatross is once again in the crew kitchens, baking swamp bread and working out her feelings by kneading dough with unnecessary enthusiasm, and breaking down the strands of gluten until they cry for mercy. An assassin of my caliber stuck on a spaceship, like some sort of backup plan. It's humiliating, insulting, an intern could do this job. What the hell are you doing here? I am surrounded by lightly oiled bread tins, kneading dough. How long should I give you before I just tell you the answer? Oh uh, god, more swamp bread? There are still at least 50 loaves stacked up in the smoking ruins of the crew room. They're moldy, so I'm making a fresh batch. They started out green. How can you tell they're moldy? Was there something you needed? Well, actually, yeah. I was looking for- I really for, don't um... care. Then why did you ask? Was there something you needed? is a conventional communication device to politely indicate that you're annoying me and I want you to leave now. Sort of like, can I interest you in the dessert menu? And welcome to my home. What? I'm just trying to imagine you A, having a home and B, inviting people to it. I imagine it being full of pointy things at eye level. I have a perfectly lovely home, I'm sure. I don't remember. My dough is hardening. Was there something you needed? I thought I'd make myself some food. Also, I can't find my way back to the bridge. How very like you to manage to get lost somewhere near a kitchen. Since I'm grief baking, I may as well angry cook as well. What would you like? You're offering to make me food? The niceties of standard human communication are really confounding to you, aren't they? What would you like? is a fairly typical offer we humans make to hear and then provide what you would like. <laughs> we humans, eh? What's that supposed to mean? Uh, only that Emily and Ray have a wider range of emotions than you do. We're going with Ray. Well, minus the ellipses, but maybe. What do you think? I think I won't devote a single synapse to the naming of the other head. Now. The offer of food is closing because if I let this dough set, it actually increases in density until I have to get Leet and Greg to help me carry it to an airlock. Meanwhile... What are you doing? Not yet! And how did you get loose? I chewed through the bonds. Of course. Damn the overdeveloped jaw musculature of narrators. Now, shut up. It's too soon. Well, did you want something to eat or not? Is it still us, then? Is what still us? Uh, no idea. Not sure why I said that. What do you have? Hello? Wonderful. My zoo is complete. Permission to come a keychain? Have you been drinking? If so, where is it? I have not been drinking. 
I have been with Dr. Von Habersen. <laughs> His name has too many edges. You've been spending quite a lot of time with the doctor. What are the two of you doing? He is... Uh, what did he say to say? Uh, he is... Oh, <laughs> teaching me French. You are French. That's right. Un moment. I am... <laughs> teaching him Germans. So you're trading language lessons. Oh, oui. And you are so lovely when you are figuring of these things out. I don't suppose we have coffee. You know that doesn't really sober people up. It's for me. I want to be sure to stay awake for this. Ooh, everything is so shiny. <laughs> Ow! And pointy. That was a bowl. How about you have a seat, mate? Away from the shiny and pointy things. The albatross here is taking orders. What do you fancy? Hmm. I am sad now. Don't. And why is that? Ask him why. <sighs> right. Taking this dough to the airlock. Happy? Yeah! Oh, it is so creepy when she does that. <sighs> I am sad because I have thrown away the bechamel sauce that my good friend Leet has made for me. I'm sure he can make more. Although the sink in my bunk is a bit loose, so I'm wondering where he got the caulk from. I'm sure the albatross here can make something much more food-like. Indeed. Now... How about I make scrambled rabbit egret eggs with something vaguely chive-like, while you tell us what you and the good doctor are really up to? Now? Wait for it? But I don't know what we're doing, and it is so boring, and I am like tired of the healer while he makes the screechy sounds in the little notebook, and I have run out of things to hum. Healer? Well, he's out. So, Freeze here has been spending time in a healer. Why would the doctor be healing him? Hmm. I've had some concerns about von Hebesetzer since the split with Joe. I'd like to get a look at that notebook. Might be tough to get into his lab without alerting him. What do you reckon? I reckon we take the doctor some eggs. As Jesse and the albatross whip up a batch of shall we say, doctored eggs. Elsewhere on the ship, Captain Madeline has a bit of a mold problem. That was masterful. It really was. Thank you. I was top of my class in narrative timing at the academy. Well, what do you want me to do about it? I want you to fix those BDI lasers on it and kill it. I need to get back in there. Why me? Because we don't have many weapons aboard this ship, and the ones we do have are too clumsy to use on the bridge. We need precision. Have you seen my bunk lately? No. Neither have I, because Olivia won't show me the way. But the last time I was there, I pretty much destroyed the place with my BDI lasers. If you need a precision weapon, you'd have been better off with Cal. I don't suppose you've got lasers? No way, Captain Allen. Could you maybe go back to your standard voice? I keep seeing panic gerbils in my head. I see those all the time. Is that not normal? Only all nine it is. True. You uh, had a suggestion? I've been doing some 
poking around here, uh, just trying to figure out what this zebra was actually intended to do. Oddly enough, this body doesn't seem to be from Gator Galaxies. What? Uh, having been in a G2 construction previously, I was able to compare this body to that one. This one is definitely different. Your previous body is probably the only thing on this ship that was designed to actually work as intended. Could it be they just did a better job on it? This one is a bit more slapdash, I'll give you that. Uh, but it's fully loaded, and I haven't figured out a fraction of what all these things do. But frankly, I'm afraid to touch a lot of it. What does any of this have to do with me? I'm gonna assume you're asking that relative to how you can handle the mold problem. Doubtful, but very team spirit of you, Greg. Yes, alright. How can you help me with the mold problem? I've got some sensors in here that help me see some of what you're dealing with. Grab a pair of those goggles in that big bin right there, would you? What for? We're gonna practice your BDI lasers. And the lenses in those should bring the lasers down to a non-lethal level. Well, finally, something useful aboard this ship. Too bad they aren't night vision goggles. Aren't? Let's go to the Dolce & Gabbana wing. It's huge and empty. How does it smell? Better. I hosed it down with a wash of jasmine spray, antique rose, and a nostalgic whiff of Grandma's house. Colin's lasers might actually burn off the last of the odor-belted cargo. Cargo? That seems harsh. It's how I deal with my grief. Distancing, compartmentalization. There's a better way of dealing with grief. What's that? Not killing an entire wing to start with. It's not my fault. It was entirely your fault. Carla does have a point, Miss Olivia. Oi, look who's talking, ship destroying bomb. Now he's a zebra. A helpful zebra. What are these guns for, anyway? Seriously? They're not... Could we pick up the pace a little? That mold had attitude. Note the fade? That's your cue. It's a classic. Listen for classic fade. This is awesome. Take us out, narrator. I'm still technically on strike. Ah, uh, no one listens to this. Who's gonna know? Bring it home. As Captain Madeline, Greg, Colin, and Olivia make their way to the D&G wing, on the bridge, the mold is quietly growing. Was it, as Olivia concluded, just a natural byproduct of Leet's crunch sweat? Or was it planted by gated galaxies? Or could it be something entirely new? You've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, Aaron Clark as Lebichon Frise, Eric Perry as Dr. Von Habesetzer, Joe, and Head One, Tim Sherburn as Colin and Emily, Richard Cowan as Leet, Kevin Hall as Greg, June Clark Eubanks as Glenda and the Albatross. Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline. And why don't you introduce yourself, narrator? You're actually calling me a narrator? But I don't have your training or your experience. You'll get there. Just not on my show. With me, Kyle Jones, as narrator 2. Uh, I can kind of see Head One's point. No commentary in the credits, narrator. And me, Richard Nadalny, as your narrator. Our music is by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. And Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. 
Thanks to Dwayne Farber of Manifestations Podcast for this week's Naming Head One contribution. And welcome to our newest patrons, Lee of Relativity Podcast and Kim Cole of Chaotic Goodness Podcast. Wow, I have learned so much. I'd love to be as good as you one day. What say ye? Yeah, don't give up your day job. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space. Multiverse. Stars. One stars. One star reviews. Join Negative Nancy and Chatbot aboard the Space Windu as they bring you the worst one-star reviews from all across the universe. I'm supposed to say that we promise to bring you the very best one-star reviews from all across the multiverse. But you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe that for one second. I'm rating my driver Marcus one star. Not for his driving ability, but instead for his disloyalty and cowardice. Lackluster moon vacations. A can of beans. Abandoned malls. Cat beds that don't come in human sizes. Dragon stuff. Come have a laugh back at the One Star Reviewers. Listen to the One Stars wherever you get your podcasts.